Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, October the 31st, also known as Halloween, also known as... The first World Series game taking place in Philadelphia in 13 years. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. Um, it's amazing to think that we're here right now. The Phillies are playing a World Series game at home tonight. They're 1-1. They're coming home 1-1 to CBP. And uh, obviously there were some frustrations in the game. Two loss. We'll get into it. Some pure magic in the game one win and um you know who to thunk it we're sitting here on phillies today talking about the phillies in the world series i mean it is a uh it is still hard to believe it is still hard to believe this run is just some you know come out of nowhere and uh and it's been so 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 amazing obviously no uh no greater example of that than the uh friday night world series game one game and uh you know, so much to get into. Obviously, Saturday Saturday night frustrating. A lot of um, allegations tossed around, and uh, and now we come home to CBP. Uh, we're there five and zero. So let's dive into it all. Is um, so much to do. As uh, again, Phillies today in the World Series. Who'd have thunk it? Look at us. All right, um, game one. What a what a dream, right? What a uh, what a magical night when we waited so long to get to watch the Phillies in the World Series again and we've gotten there after just this again you know I you know it's a word I keep using throughout because it feels the most appropriate this magical run and uh, you know speaking of the run I apologize for my voice it's gone and uh every time I try and get it back I keep having to you know do podcasts or uh or yell about baseball games and um I've just decided that this run is uh just like my playoff beard which is quite long now um, this run will also just be the, uh, the run where I didn't have a voice and I'm okay with it because, uh, whatever it takes, you know, if, if that's part of it, that's whatever it takes. But this run has been so magical, um, for game one of the world series to go to the way it did just, uh, you know, it felt like the, the whole team of destiny thing never felt more real than on Friday night. Obviously we were, you know, put back in our place a little bit on Saturday though, you know, obviously they have done this two series in a row now this is the third straight series but um friday night was just amazing obviously they they win six five and extra innings and extra inning game one of the world series is is unbelievable to begin with but how about a game where the phillies come back from a five nothing deficit i mean just unbelievable only the sixth time in the history of the world series that the team had come back from a five run deficit to win it was the first time in 20 years since ironically dusty baker and the san francisco giants in the 2002 World Series, Anaheim would go on, and at the time, uh, you know, the Los Angeles Angels would go on to win that 
World Series, um, and uh, Dusty obviously still looking for his first title as a manager. Um, you know, one was a player, but um, ironic. But uh, ultimately, maybe you know, that, I don't think that one. Uh, if you look back, at it was his fault as much as this one, because this one really was on Dusty in a lot of ways. Leaving Verlander in too long, deciding to go to Luis Garcia instead of Ryan Stanek in the tenth. There were so many spots. Let's go through the game. As we get to recap a World Series game on Phillies today, again, it's a full look at us moments as, uh, you know, they go down early and obviously it's incredibly frustrating as, as Nola just, you know, didn't have his best stuff and wasn't as locked in as we've seen him so far throughout this run, um, obviously other than his last start in San Diego as well, but, um, you know, gives up the two home runs to, to Kyle Tucker, uh, Tucker, you know, the guy who talked a little bit of smack heading into the series and then delivers, that's always frustrating, but oh, the tides would turn. The Kyle Tucker game would ultimately become the JT Real Muto game as this Phillies team just, you know, they, they didn't give up and they fought and uh, and obviously they deserve so much credit for that. But, um, you know, down 5 nothing in the in the fourth, heading into the fourth inning. Um, and they, they chip away, you know, and a uh, couple of hits, Hos- uh, Hoskins gets on, uh, gets a single, Harper singles, two on, Castellanos comes up, a little two-out rally for the Phillies, Castellanos an RBI single, Alec Boehm, RBI double, three runs, all of a sudden there's life, we're feeling like, okay, this is, uh, this is not all lost, and uh, it did feel, you know, I was watching with a buddy, and felt like a morgue where we were you know didn't have five nothing uh five nothing spam but but this really got us going in it and guys believing again and obviously the team too and this was um you know coming up after they scored those three runs yeah sure get out of the inning verlander gets out of the inning and then this was you know a, a rough night for aaron nola who obviously did not come through but you know these innings that he gave this uh this inning and a third after the phillies made it five three was a really important part in the Phillies winning the game, his his ability to go out and get a clean inning for the first time all night in the fourth there after the Phillies had scored those three runs to to stem the tide and to keep the momentum on Phillies' side. Like, I thought that was a really big inning from Nola, and it was a really big spot after, you know, a really bad outing so far. And that allowed them to come up in the fifth, only down two runs. And, and then another rally is as Marsh uh, hits a double, Schwarber gets on. And then JT, boom, RBI double. And uh, Schwarber, great base running from first, scores from first. The, the broadcast didn't even realize it. It didn't even credit the run right away because, you know, I don't think they expected Schwarber to score from first, but he didn't. And all of a sudden, we're tied 5-5 in the fifth. It felt so bleak for a moment there. And then, you know, two innings later, two innings later, boom, 5-5. And then we, then we settle in. And then it's the, from that moment forward, the most tense baseball watching experience that I remember it's you know certainly the most tense in over a decade you know since the holiday playoff no hitter uh I don't know I don't know what it is but um and even then that was really only on one side of the ball you know you were tense when holiday was up there but this was every pitch every second every moment was so so excruciating it was a combination of of enjoyment and torture all in one that I've almost never felt as it was just so terrifying. And and here's where Rob Thompson won the game. Rob Thompson outmanaged Dusty Baker. Baker leaving Verlander in for that fifth inning we just talked about where the Phillies got the RBA double from Real Muto to allow him to, to face the top of the lineup again was a big mistake. 
Their Astros bullpen is amazing. It's one of the things we all talked about coming in. Oh, my goodness. Look at this bullpen. And we were right. It's nasty. It's amazing. It was dominant all night. It didn't even give up the run. It was a starter who did. You know, that bullpen is ridiculous. And they looked it. And uh, and Baker went to him too late. He went to him too late. He he trusted his you know first bout, Hall of Famer, big time, you know, one of the two best pitchers of an era or two or three, whatever you want to say, like of a, of a generation essentially. Um, but the World Series thing is there, and it's crazy. Owen five, Owen six, whatever it is, with the uh, you know over six ERA is is pretty wild. He's he's easily the worst World Series pitcher considering the amount of times he start started. Uh, you know, in the history of baseball, if you look at the numbers, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, but um, the Phillies get back in it, and and Baker lets him get back in it, and then you know Thompson proceeds to manage game one like it's game seven. You know, he brings in Alvarado in that spot in the fifth to, you know, after Nola gets one out, gets out of the inning, then brings Alvarado back out, then aggressively brings in Ranger, who was like, wait, what? Ranger is coming into the game now? Um, which was was wild. Or excuse me, Eflin, then Ranger. He brings Eflin in next inning to get out of that, then Ranger. So he gets an inning from Alvarado total over two innings. He gets an inning and a third from Elflin. He gets Ranger two uh, a two thirds of an inning, but on both sides of an inning, he gets the last half of an inning and a first out of an inning. And then he brings Sir Anthony in, who gets an inning and two thirds, and gets him through the ninth, which which allowed them just enough time because the Astros bullpen was amazing and shut the Phillies down too, to get to Luis Garcia, who's a starting pitcher, and not Ryan Stanek, who would come in to mop up the inning after Luis Garcia lost the game essentially, or would would go on to. Um, Stanek obviously got out of it. Stanek, you know, famously, as they said in the broadcast, had the best ERA in the history of the Astros for the minimum of whatever. I don't remember the number of innings, but um, he's only pitched two innings in the postseason. And in this spot, you know, they brought a starter in. I get it. You think you're going to go long, but like you got to win the inning. That's what Thompson did all night. Thompson did. Thompson said, "All right, every high leverage situation I encounter, I'm going to win that situation, and I'm going to keep going until I." I until I can't and I you know until I have to really think long term but right now all I'm thinking about is getting the next points getting the next run giving my team a chance to extend the game and score more runs and give us a chance to maybe who knows maybe I don't need to use someone if we could score three runs in inning whatever he he managed it so brilliantly while Dusty you know brought in the bullpen guys but kind of you know then goes to Garcia too early JT comes up in the 10th boom an opposite field home run like we said it became the JT Romuto game, a uh, you know, just a all-time moment. You know, uh, one of the, uh, I believe, three extra inning game one World Series home runs in the history of baseball, and the first one in like seventy years or whatever it was. Um, really, a truly special moment, which is crazy to think about when you think about the fact that you know, <laughs> the last game we saw prior to the World Series was the Harbor Home Run game, so back-to-back games with epic all-time home runs, um, and uh, and then the David Robertson inning after. Uh, which was absolutely terrifying uh, as, you know, uh, Thompson, this is where the aggressive managing, you know, didn't come back to bite him, but, you know, put them in a situation where it was definitely tense and Robertson gets a strikeout um, of Alvarez, which was, you know, super intense in the moment. And, uh, you know, it was um, uh, really gut-wrenching. So he gets through Alvarez, which was great, really nice pitch. And then Alex Bregman comes up, which just rips one off the wall and left, super annoying. So he's on second. Then he strikes out Tucker. Like looks like he's clearly going for the game-winning home run, just golfing it. Oh, by the way, I forget in the 
bottom of the ninth, excuse me, I forgot about the Cassiano's catch wasn't going through too. Of course, in the ninth, the Astros threaten in the bottom of the ninth against Sir Anthony. Uh, runner on second, Altuve. Uh, Altuve gets a, looks like it's going to be a pop out. And I got ahead of myself. I apologize, guys. Uh, Altuve gets a little, looks like he's going to be a pop out. He throws his bat. He looks like he's out. But then Marshall's playing really deep and uh, and it falls in. And then he steals second. Romuto, an unbelievable throw again. Amazing jump. Um, they reviewed it. It looked like it was too tough to overturn. It was too close, but, um, you know, it was uh, either way. It was like a half a second safer out. Unbelievable throw by Romito to even make it a, 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 a consideration. Like he should have been safe by a mile. Um, but then, uh, Jeremy Pena bloops one into right field and, uh, the right before the play, Schwerber had waved Cassianos over. Cassianos said, you know, he thought he might bloop it there or whatever, but it looked like Schwerber waved him over regardless Castellanos running in. If he doesn't catch it, the game is over. The run scores. It is literally game over if he doesn't catch it. And he makes a really similar to that Atlanta game, that sliding, diving type catch on his back, the slide that that saves the game there. Unbelievable moment. And uh, and then JT at Somer in the 10th. We get to the bottom of the 10th, Robertson inning, which again gives up the double, gets the Tucker striking out. Then he walks Gurriel wild pitch second and third and then the weirdest moment of the game is dusty baker pinch hits for trey mancini with 11 miss diaz which didn't make a ton of sense anyway i know mancini been struggled but diaz hadn't been great either and he's not you know a, a much better hitter or even a better hitter than mancini theoretically but whatever he brings him in cold off the bench and then diaz like leans into a pitch he he first of all it's second and third two out like a runner on first doesn't even matter. You know, the tying runs on third, the winning runs on second. It's like a useless run. Like maybe it sets up a situation where it could force a run in with a walk, but like, come on. So Diaz leans into a pitch. The ump who had been horrible all night, like has the stones shout out to call, uh, say no, that was, uh, you leaned into it, come back and bad and called it a ball. It looked like it was a strike. And then he swings at the next pitch and he crowns out to Sosa to first and they win. It was a, it was an unbelievable sequence Ultimately, um, an unbelievable end to an all-time classic World Series game, one of the great games in Philadelphia Phillies history. You know, when you think about the uh, moment, the importance, the drama, the comeback, um, amazing. You know, almost seven shutout innings from the bullpen, just an all-time, all-time, all-time game. Really, truly amazing. Nola wasn't good, and they stole the game. It was a um, one of the great Phillies nights of of, of of our lives, you know, like, um, cause we haven't had that many. Um, and, uh, you know, it was just a really un- unexpectedly amazing night and the Phillies go up one nothing world series. Then we go to Saturday, less good as it was just the Astros night. The Astros get out in front early. Um, the bats are hot to start three straight extra base hits off Wheeler. It's like two, nothing in the blink of an eye. Wheeler just didn't look great. Um, an error allows a third run, the first down three, nothing. And, um, you know, it was just one of those nights and Framber Valdez was amazing. He was awesome. He dominated the Phillies. Phillies put up a bit of a fight late, a run in the eighth, a run in the ninth. It wasn't enough. Uh, Bregman has two run homer later off Wheeler after Dusty threw Wheeler off his rhythm. People were complaining, but you know, it's baseball. It happens. Wheeler's got to be able to bear down in that spot. He just wasn't good. You know, the biggest concern coming out of the game was just, you know, Wheeler didn't look great. And if you're going to need another game this series, um, it could be a question mark. So that's, that's a big thing to look forward to or look, look at 
moving forward, um, you know, I think that the liner he took to the leg might have um, been a bigger injury than we thought, and uh, maybe it was hurting his lower half as he's pitching. I don't know. Um, maybe it's arm fatigue. I don't know. Well, let's hope it's the leg and, and he can be ready by six. And it was just, um, you know, cause he had been so dominant. Um, and especially with the extra rest that, you know, we were all told about so much. Um, you would hope that, uh, that it's not an arm thing and all that, but, um, we'll see. But ultimately Wheeler was not great. They, they fight, they lose. Um, the big story of game two, at least, you know, on social media, it wasn't talked about much in the broadcast, and I know people were mad about that, but um, there was a, a lot of conspiracy theories floating around that, you know, um, Framber Valdez was using foreign substances. Um, he was rubbing his wrist a lot and, uh, you know, kind of looked like he was um, touching stuff and all that, wiping his hands. Um, this was preceded by the announcement that from the night before, Malti Maldonado had... Uh, used an illegal bat um, and everyone started to freak out. Of course, you know, the Astros and, and cheating people are going to freak and look, that is the consequence of cheating, right? You know, if you, if you're the Astros and you cheated, cheated definitively, then people are allowed to question you in the future. I'm not blaming people for questioning. I get it. But um, it came out later that the reason the bat was illegal wasn't because it gave the hitter an advantage. It was simply because of the way it breaks it could be dangerous for players the way it fractures. Um, so, you know, that's a, a non-issue. Like it was not a competitive advantage. Like it's just a different reason. It was an Albert Pools bat that he grandfathered and gave him or something. And, you know, Maldonado didn't know, whatever. Like it's it's it what didn't give him an advantage. And then and then the Framber thing, there were always videos going around. But um, you know, like, look, that's what pitchers do. They they try and find sweat on their body. They try and find things for their moisture to to grip the ball. Framber's a guy who relies on spin and his um you know needs to get a grip on the ball to get the spin rate on the pitches that he has to be able to be as dominant as he is. And um I get it. It's the Astros, but you know, do we really think that in the World Series after the the biggest cheating scandal the uh, one of the blackest stains on the sport in decades had just happened with this team this team and then they're in the world series with the world watching everyone in the world watching and baseball's just gonna like let them get away with cheating is this i like the umpires check them like you could tell if it's a sticky substance like but Framber does this all the time. If you've watched him pitch before, he's very like does these kinds of things. He's nervous. He he uh in in his movements, I mean, he like you know does touch himself a lot. He uses uh and look, you never know. Maybe there's advanced cheating stuff that we don't know about. I'll never you know, like we saw that with steroids, where the steroids were always ahead of the tests and all that. Type. And it weren't even illegal at you know certain points, but um, I just I don't think he was cheating when you look at the spin rate numbers from the game which, you know, would be an indicator if his, his spin rate was, was much higher. You know, you could say, oh, he's got a grip. It wasn't much higher than his normal, like a little bit, but nothing, you know, that's, that would signify that. It just it just felt like the Astros beat us on on Saturday night. Like, they were the better baseball team. Framber was great. You know, Dusty, I thought, made some mistakes. I thought he left Framber in a little too long. Phillies couldn't capitalize. He, I thought, left Montero in too long. He couldn't capitalize. But look, the Astros were good. They got hits when they needed it. Their pitching was good. And the Phillies didn't capitalize. The Phillies had opportunities. Schwarber late in the game hits a ball that they call a home run. He trots around the bases for celebrating and then they say it's foul and it was. It was. 
you know, a, a foot the other way. It's a home run. Then, uh, you know, when he goes back to bat after it's considered a foul ball, he hits one to the literal edge of the warning track. The Kyle Tucker sticks his glove up and catches. If his glove's not there, it's in the stands. It's just like a. It was a. It wasn't their night, and the Astros beat him, and it just felt like it was such an excuse to to blame cheating. And I get it. Again, the Astros cheated, so they are going to get this. But I, my opinion is that the Astros did not cheat on Saturday night. My opinion is they beat us, and. You know, that's okay. That's okay. We went into this saying, hey, hey, I'm okay with the split. I said before, I'm like, no matter what happens, no matter how they lose that second game or that first game or whatever, if they come home with a split, I will be totally fine because they are undefeated at CVP, 5-0. and I think it's a real home field advantage. We've talked about it, like legitimate. And I don't think that really matters that much in baseball. It does here in this spot. And they got one on the road in Houston, and they stole one. They won an all-time World Series game. They were down five runs and won it. Like, yes, it's annoying they lost. I'm bummed about it. It's super annoying. Like, trust me, I'm not not psyched about it. But, but you know, it wasn't even the most annoying of the, the you know, game two losses they've had. I mean, that San Diego 4 nothing blown lead was way worse. And even I think the Wheeler game in Atlanta was worse because it really felt like, you know, if it weren't for that error or not error on Reese, you know, you win that game or at least it, it, the game might go a different way and had the Swanson catch and the Riley catch and all that. Like, um, and they just lost game two. And, and now they get to come home and we get to have an impact. Citizens Bank Park gets to play a role in the World Series for the first time in 13 years. And this version of Citizens Bank Park during this run is something we've never seen. It is amazing. It is impactful. It is electric. It is energy. And I think that not only, not only does it impact the opposing team, I think it energizes the Phillies. I really do. I think the Phillies have been feeding off it. And, you know, we've seen Hoskins be locked in at home and dominant. Harper has had his biggest moments at home, you know. Most of the the guys have have had these big moments at home. So I I just, look, until I see a team come in here and beat them in Citizen Bank Park this this playoff run, I I don't know that it can happen, you know, because I haven't seen it. And it certainly could. The Astros are good. And I'm not saying I I think the Phillies are definitely going to sweep them. But before the series, I said Phillies in five, and I thought they'd win one of two in Houston, and I thought they'd sweep at home. I still think they can sweep at home. I don't know that they definitely will, but um, I need to see someone come in and beat them in Citizens Bank Park before I'm going to believe it's going to happen. And, uh, um, you know, I, I think the Phillies are, are ready for this. Again, it's happened each round, this exact thing. You know, obviously they won the two in St. Louis, but the last two rounds, win game one, lose game two, come home and finish the series. Let's do it again. That's that's the way I look at it. <laughs> you know, let's do it again. Syndergaard will pitch game three, Ranger game four. It's Syndergaard versus McCullers tomorrow and uh, and Ranger versus Javier in game four. I think Ranger versus Javier is a really even matchup, especially if Ranger, you know, can be as cool, calm, collected as he's been. Javier has been good in the World Series before, but um, McCullers is definitely a better pitcher than Syndergaard, but he's been much better at home than on the road, and he is... Um, Someone I think the Phillies can get to. You know, he's a, an emotional guy on the mound, all that type of stuff. Uh, you know, or at least like a, um, you know, someone who is, um, you know, feeds off the energy of the game, I think, more than some other pitchers. And, uh, and I think the Philly crowd can have an impact and, and make this a, uh, 
you know, a real, a real um, tough start for McCullers in that environment. And, uh, and that's what we got to do. And I'll be down there. I will be there. If you see me say hi, I'll be there for all three games, which is unbelievable. Um, it's, uh, I can't believe it. It's the single coolest thing that's happened. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited because I think they have a real chance to, to do some special things here. Like they've done at home all postseason long, all five games. There have been special magical moments and dominant play and tight play and big moments. And um, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a special scene because this park has been special this whole run. And now for it to be here for the World Series, I think it's going to be really special, especially 1-1. That's all we wanted, 1-1. And now we're here and it's happening. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. So if you're down there, if uh, you listen, let me know. I would love to hug you if you're a hugger or shake your hand if you're a handshaker or high five or whatever in between or nod at each other if you're not a toucher. I get it. Not everyone is. I'm a hugger. Um, but uh, regardless, um, it's going to be awesome. And uh, I'll definitely have the shows up when I can, uh, you know, with being down there in the late nights and stuff. Um, but I will, I will get them up uh, certainly whatever days I can get them in. I will, I will. We'll definitely be doing more Phillies today. Don't worry. I know there are certain days that are missed because of the scheduling and stuff, but I will I will definitely be back with more as the Phillies continue to play in the World Series. We gotta keep it going. I mean, who who can imagine? We're doing we're gonna be doing Phillies today in November. That has certainly never happened. So it's gonna be awesome. Everyone, um let's go. Let's go, Phil's enjoy this soak that soaking in. It's pretty special. And um you know, try and save your voice, unlike me. Um, all right. Uh we'll be back later this week, hopefully tomorrow, certainly later this week. Um, one way or the other and uh, react to what's going on at home citizens bank park for the freaking world series it's going to be amazing so um, we'll be back soon thank you for listening to another edition of phillies today right here on the phillies 24 7 network okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.